to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum ABM. Welcome to today's episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, I'm joined by Carrie Holmes, a Director of Marketing for Strategic Accounts at Microsoft, and we'll be talking about getting buy-in across the organization. Carrie, I'd love for you to start with a, a bit about yourself, how you've come to lead strategic account marketing at Microsoft. Sure, it's been uh, it's been a really fascinating journey for me. You know, I've started many many years ago in high tech marketing uh, for a variety of different companies and and doing a variety of different uh, types of marketing from marketing communications and traditional demand generation, corporate communications spent a little bit of time in global advertising, uh, dabbled a bit in sales and marketing strategy. And so all of those things, I think, kind of stitched together and into my path that led me to strategic account marketing. Fantastic. Carrie, I'm thrilled to be joined by you today. Uh, as Microsoft are actually one of the big reasons we founded Momentum ABM. Eight years ago, uh, I was actually having dinner with uh, a sales leader I used to work with at Microsoft, and he told me how one of the sellers had been in to see uh, a large banking account. At the end of the meeting, he, the seller actually left a stack of brochures with the CIO and said, you might find something interesting in here. The sales leader, he had his head in his hands and said, you know, we're here in front of a key decision maker, we should be having a conversation and as a marketeer, I could see how much love and effort had gone into creating every single one of those brochures that would very soon be in the recycling bin. And that, for me, was the real light bulb moment of we're all out there having conversations, we're um, pushing out marketing, collateral and content, uh, but nobody's really thinking about the customer and joining those dots of what does the CIO of a, a large bank or an organization need or, or the value that uh, Microsoft could potentially bring. So I'm really excited to have you with us today. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head specifically. I mean, it's part of the reasons why my team exists is that we have to fundamentally change our approach. It has to be from the conversation around what is the customer trying to achieve? We can't come at it from, hey, let me talk to you about my solution. That used to work, it doesn't work. And we're seeing that now. And marketing is, I, you know, we're, we're seeing a unique opportunity for us to kind of help our sales organizations make that shift into how do you have that customer first point of view? First, what are they trying to achieve? And then how do you build and develop initiatives and, and identify the relationships that you need to have in order to help them achieve Achieve what they're trying to drive. And that's really why we and our account-based engagement strategy exist. And we're, we're excited about what the potential is and the opportunity, but it's definitely a moment of change. Fantastic. So Carrie, with our work together, Microsoft refer to all of their programs on accounts as account-based engagement. Can you talk me through what, what that means at Microsoft and why you've adopted the ABE term? Yeah, absolutely. We get that question a lot. Everybody knows account-based marketing, ABM, you know, that is that's the term that's used in the industry today, but we really feel strongly that it's so much more than marketing. We uh we really do think about it as account-based engagement because we as the marketing strategists, we are pulling in all of the resources that we have across Microsoft, but then also our partners, and it's really not just a marketing initiative. It's really a, a joint approach across one Microsoft and our partners. And so that's why we didn't want to just limit it to marketing 
and and we refer to ourselves really as account based engagement. Um, and that's been really impactful with the with the sales teams as well. They can wrap their head around that, and it's helped also with the dynamic in terms of how do I think about marketing as a, a strategic component within my broader account team. Yeah, and I can see it also shifting the program as just not a marketing only program. Marketing will go off in in a dark room and and deliver, but actually this is a a cross-functional, cross-resource initiative. Exactly. What was your very first experience, Carrie, of account-based marketing or account-based engagement? Well, you know, we started, uh, I'd say, a little over a year and a half ago. Uh, you know, I've been around key key account marketing for a, a while, um, but back about that time, our senior leaders sort of asked the marketing team, they said, hey, how do we, let's dig into how we might actually engage differently with our top accounts. And so they really challenged us to go think about that. And and so we kind of came up with a proposal for how could we turn marketing a bit more into a velocity engine um, to help these account teams drive hyper growth, right? That's sort of where the journey began as we, we built a pilot for what might that look like. And here we are today. Yeah, I think that deal velocity, how do you accelerate opportunities in both coming into pipe and then particularly in these long enterprise sales, how do you accelerate the time um, that pipe turns into revenue is key. Uh, We had actually one of our our clients, their sales leaders at a sales kickoff, talked about all of their account-based marketing accounts and how their deal velocity had accelerated by nine months Mm -hmm. on an average of a 19-month deal cycle. So fantastic driver for adopting an account-based approach. Yeah, especially when those teams are faced with, you know, uh, goals and uh, around hyper growth. It, it's absolutely critical to take that lens. Yeah, unless you're driving that velocity, you're not going to get that, to that growth because you're still working the same stage pipe. Got it. And Carrie, what what made you champion an account-based approach, obviously largely driven by velocity? Was it drawing on some of your past experience? Was anything else happening at Microsoft? You know, uh, all of the above, I'd say. Um, you know, for sure, it, we had we really had to step back and think about if we're going to drive or help these account teams drive that hyper growth, we have to change our approach. I think about this a lot today, and I think about from how do we think about the advances in in Martech and and all of the ways that we look to automate. Marketers have really shifted. We all have shifted our focus to a little bit more mass reach and scale. So it's a lot more broad marketing. But what's gotten lost in the shuffle is the relevance to the customer. And that, you know, that's really critical, right? You, you pair that with the velocity and you have to be relevant to the conversation at hand. And that requires hyper focus on, uh, you know, precision. And so that's what really led us down the path of, Let's stop. And if we really ana- analyze what we need to do with these accounts, we really have to take a unique approach that's focused specifically on what that particular account needs to do and drive. And that's really what, what, why we are doing what we're doing with the strategic accounts today. Got it. I think with that precision, often the, the deeper you go into accounts, the, the more nuances there are. And it's really hard to serve that on mass and at scale. When we take a look at marketing technology and marketing automation, it, it's it still has a role to play in terms of how we think about account-based marketing um, because you can take this really hyper, high-touch marketing strategy like account-based marketing, but then you can also layer that on top of marketing automation to really scale the 
engagement and the personalization within the account itself. So both have a role to play, but it's really an interesting combination then. Um, and then of course you you take you know the high touch account based marketing and that strategy, and then all of the account intelligence that the tools provide us now that we're we have, and you put that together. That's where you get really precise. And that's how we can be really really highly relevant with the people that really matter within the accounts. Yeah, I think the key there, Carrie, you mentioned the word precision earlier, uh, driving some of that precision. If, if you orchestrate MarTech in the, the right way and and you have that, that customer insights that's driving the, the orchestration, that's where you can really start to scale and leverage uh, MarTech in an account context. Sounds like you, you had a pretty busy weekend. You dedicated to strategic accounts at uh, Microsoft. I, I'd love to delve into a bit more detail about how you went about getting organization buy-in. So rewind back um, 12, 14 months ago um, when you had those leadership meetings. Wh- where did you start? Well, we were pretty lucky, right? Very fortunate, actually. Our leader came to us from another organization where account-based marketing, that was their key motion for top accounts. So she is a true supporter of the motion specifically. We were fortunate to have a significant level of executive air cover from the beginning. But, you know, we did have to go about convincing several layers of sales and marketing organization that this is really an approach that we should be taking. So there there was a bit of convincing that we had to do from the very beginning. In terms of convincing the, the sales and marketing leaders within your business, were you getting resistance? Was this a new approach? It was very new for them to think about marketing within the context of being more of a marketing strategist, right? Their exposure to marketing um, thus far had been much more from the broad marketing, core marketing experiences. So they think of marketing as, oh, okay, that's the team that generates leads, um, sometimes qualified, sometimes not. And so we... Uh, we had a lot of education that we needed to do about uh, what was this approach? Why does this matter? Why do we have to have patience in order to get going with an account-based marketing? You know, they're not going to see uh, pipeline impact from day one. It's a slow build over time. And so we had to do a lot of level setting, um, certainly at the highest level of sales leadership, but then um, with their middle management and then certainly uh, within the broader marketing leadership just so everybody understood what were we doing um, and how was it complementary to all of the, the scale work that was also happening. Um, that was really, really important. Um, and a lot of that started with data-driven uh, analysis of the accounts themselves and our very thoughtful process to how do we build the criteria together with sales about which accounts we were going to go after with account-based engagement. So, Carrie, a big part of your approach in, in getting the buy-in sounds like um, education across uh, the organization, but then also some of that planning and shaping you ended up doing with the, the sales teams, with the marketing teams of selecting the right accounts before you went ahead to start implementing your account-based engagement strategy. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, it's it's one of the biggest learnings we have today is like the number one most important thing we do is getting buy-in from sales leadership. You know, because we, as we know, account-based engagement, account-based marketing, it is a partnership. It 
cannot happen without sales. It's a joint engagement strategy. And, um, and so everybody has to be from the top down on the same page regarding what we're trying to accomplish um, and how account-based strategies um, will be utilized and where. Super important. Got it. Lots of our clients, Carrie, come to us and, and talk about not necessarily having either the management support mm. or having the authority to really roll out an account-based program. How would you overcome a scenario like that? A lot of it has to do with the classic what's in it for them. So establishing that internal value prop um, is is part of the mix. We did have to do quite a bit of, there were, there were quite a a few skeptics. I won't. I won't gloss over the fact that we we definitely <laughs> did have our our uh, you know uh, individuals that were really skeptical. Uh, actually, some of the account teams who were like, "All right, we'll try this," but I don't really think that this is going to work. And a lot of it has to do with the value prop. And and from a sales leadership perspective, making sure that they understand there's a lot of data out there today that that proves that account-based marketing strategies are force multipliers. We can see it across all of the large organizations that have embraced this as a strategy. And so a lot of it was just simply saying, don't take our word for it. Look at all of these other uh, published case studies around the types of impact that this kind of a strategy has had with other organizations. So that combined with bringing them in from the very beginning around the criteria for how and, and which accounts we select, I think that was the combination that that helped us fast track getting started. But again, we, we can't gloss over the fact that we definitely had uh, the advantage of executive air cover. Yeah, I think there are those two layers when you look at buying that exec level and, and the wider organization, you tend to get different objections at, at both levels. One of the things I see consistently is marketing going to sales or to, to the wider business and looking to pull resources in as, as part of their program, um, but they're not necessarily articulating what the full ask is. So it's really hard, I think, to get buy-in unless you state, uh, this is what we need uh, from you. This, these are the gives and gets. How did you go about doing some of that carry at Microsoft? Uh, you just actually articulated it. We we built, uh, built a very thoughtful give-get and we're very precise about educating, first of all, what is, you know, at the time we were talking about it as one-to-one ABM, what does that look like? How is it different from broad marketing? And then uh, we were very, very clear with the sales teams about what is the give get. And the conversations that we had with the sales teams um, in the early early days and in planning sessions is this is a resource uh, and these are the benefits that you'll get from participating in the program. We need all of the account team in the conversation to have a rich dialogue around what do we need to do with this account? Um, and so we were very, very precise about who we needed in the room, what the conversation was going to be. And, the, you know, the other piece of what we found really, really helpful in establishing that credibility, I'd say, with the sales account teams is before we even got in the room, we, we did our homework. Every one of the, the marketing strategists, you know, dug into the account plans. They looked at they looked at the marketing engagement that we can see from our systems, but they also uh, talked to the social command center to to dig into what was what was the sentiment around the account. What did that look like? 
And then externally, they would listen to earnings reports, read the 10Ks, the annual reports, so that they could walk into those meetings with the account teams. And instead of say, hey, tell me about your account, they would go in specifically and say, hey, here's what I know about your account. And here's where I believe some areas where account-based marketing could really help drive growth, drive penetration, open up new opportunities, et cetera. And, um, and that alone repivoted, that changed the dynamic for marketing in the room. So even though you had the exec level buy-in, you'd been through the organization, you'd planned, educated with the business as, as your marketing team were going in at an account level, you were still reinforcing that buy-in by turning up with that insight customer first approach and really driving the, the conversation forward with, with clear intention. That's right. Fantastic. So Carrie, rolling out a change program is no easy task. No doubt you you had some challenges along the way. If we could rewind back 14 months, what would you do differently? It's a great question. I mean, I think we can always do a better job in terms of bringing the rest of the organization along. You know, what we found is there is a lot of focus on these accounts, right? These are our top accounts and each individual team has their own strategic focus on this set of accounts and building a bit more rigor around a governance model, I think would be one of the things that I would say we needed to do a better job with. And that's something we're going to focus on a little bit more to coordinate our own selves. You know, if you think about the, the these account teams, they are getting hit from many, many different angles with teams that want to help, right? And so we need to show up a little bit more coordinated so that we can make sure they understand yeah, and we can do a little better job in terms of quarterbacking all of the other marketing resources that we can bring to bear by pulling on um, and leveraging these other teams that are also focused on these accounts. So I would say that's one of the things that I would have, I would go back and change is put a little bit more functional governance around us internally before we we work with the account team. I think governance is a really interesting point, Carrie, because one of our clients, they ha- have a huge global account and they've got over 800 people working on this yeah. this one banking account and you can imagine each of those individuals you know in some ways are competing with each other in the conversations that they're having with that end organization but also a huge opportunity in aligning that that team and get getting them united behind one intention on on their key account or their strategic account yeah. And a big opportunity, I think, when you look at partners, particularly in the Microsoft ecosystem, as well as your own internal resources, how do you bring them together in a way that gets everyone united behind your crown jewels? That's exactly it. I mean, the other, if, if I'm thinking about, you know, things I'd change or things I would do differently or rethink through, the other thing is, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is not been done before. And what what we found is a lot of the engagement that we were doing and the ways that we were touching the account in a positive way to drive that velocity, there wasn't a way or a system in place for us to actually track and report that back. And I know that sounds a little tactical, but it's super important when establishing a program like this in an incubation state, having the ability to, to report back up the, the leadership chain hey, this is how we're touching these accounts and driving positive impact and how we're potentially even touching the opportunities, even in the early stage. And we just, we don't have that wired up. And that's one of the other things too, that we're, we're looking at is how quickly can we start to do that as we move from incubation as a program into mainstream? Yeah. We, that's really, really important because at the end of the day, the business comes back to us and says, okay, great, but what are you doing for me? What are you doing for my piece of the business? And we do 
do need to be able to say, this is how we are helping influence throughout these accounts, in addition to how we're helping the accounts do what they need to do for their customer. Yeah. I think one of the surefire ways of having a change program not land is just doing a big fanfare and then not having some of that implementational results to substantiate it. So going into that granular level of what does it mean for me, um, I think continues to drive that buy-in over time. I was just going to comment. It's because this is a marathon process it is not an immediate return. It's not even an immediate return within the current fiscal year. And so it's really, really, really important for us to make sure that we continue to remind leadership of the progress that we're making and where that falls on the success metric continuum. Because, And that's been also another piece of um, education that we've had to, to continually beat the drum around is the fact that account-based marketing is, it's a compound effect over time. So we have to have that patience. And Carrie, you and I have talked previously about not just focusing on the long term when you're looking to get by and also setting some short-term goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your advice to others looking at setting setting up their ROI models, looking at how, how they demonstrate impact to the rest of the business, particularly those short-term goals? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really important to establish those KPIs and make sure everybody is on the same page around what they can expect to see when. And when we talk about it, we talk about the mix between reputation, relationship, and revenue. And we say for the first, you know, six to 12 months, most of the KPIs and the impact that we're going to drive are going to sit within the reputation or relationship side of the the engagement metrics. So it's going to be much more about, are we reaching the high value contacts within the accounts? Are we reaching the right levels within the accounts? And not just reaching, but are we consistently engaging them? And what's that frequency? And the KPIs are really more centered around, are we building that pool of influencers within the account that then develop over time, as we know, those conversations over time then do turn into and translate into new opportunities, impacting speed to close and and potentially deal size um, if we're driving and influencing the right individuals around the right conversation. So we establish that really upfront saying what you're going to see from us in an account if we're just starting is much more on the um, engagement side of the house. But what you'll see over time is the correlation impact from what we do to true revenue impact. So managing those expectations, setting those early on and getting everyone on the same page. And and be be really, really clear with yourself about what, you know, the clarity around I know I know it's going to take a while. I have to be committed. I can't change the accounts every six months. We have to say, these are the accounts that we're going to stick with for 12 months, 18 months. We need that kind of a runway in order to truly demonstrate the impact of this model. And Carrie, thinking about Microsoft and the complexities in the business, often you'll have new leaders join the organization, account team changes, particularly at the start of a new fiscal. How do you go about maintaining that buy-in? That's our reality uh, on a constant basis. So we do a couple things. We quarterly go out to the, the regions and it's sort of a update on the progress that we're making to date within the accounts, but it also is an opportunity for us to remind those sales leadership, those sales leadership teams of, hey, 
remember this was this is the program. This is what it's intended to do. Here are the elements, um, and here's what it looks like in your accounts. And a lot of times, we will take in stories around what's happening with the accounts. We'll just pick one of the initiative that we help drive. And that really brings it to life. And they they can directly relate to what we're talking. You know, it, it, it stops being theory and it becomes really truly evident in the accounts. Um, and so we do that on a quarterly basis. And we'll ask sometimes to have the uh, account executive in the call too, because that does help also reinforce oh yes, this is how we're partnering. So they see their teams are totally bought in, then they're like, okay, this is good. This is a motion we like. That's also hugely powerful to other sellers mm-hmm. in the in the business if they see their peers standing up and saying, this is fantastic. Exactly. You know, they start to hear that and then you'll hear other teams going, hey, can we get on a call and share best practices? So that's when we know it's successful, when we've got that sort of flywheel going of, enthusiasm. So that's uh, that's kind of what we do. And, and then every year um, at the beginning of our fiscal year, there is a, a focused energy around planning um, at the all account level. And so we are integrated into that process now and, and participate in those planning discussions. So we'll do a lot of our homework prior to those fiscal planning discussion so that we can come in with fresh ideas, new ideas. Now that we are immersed in these accounts, we can make additional recommendations of what what we think the account team should focus in and how and where we can help. Brilliant. Carrie, I was particularly intrigued when I spotted a couple of um, business leaders, sales leaders across Microsoft share your customer first blog on Microsoft.com. Are there any other tactics that you've been adopting to to drive buy-in and get engagement across the Microsoft organization? I, we want to do, we'll do more of that in terms of, you know, how do we just get our thoughts out there um, regarding the things that we've learned so far, but internally we're starting to make the connections across the other uh, central marketing organizations in our other regions. Everybody is, is going down this path to some degree. Some are a little bit more farther along than others. And so uh, we, we will be starting at the, the internal cadence of how do we collectively as global marketing leaders share best practices? What have you learned? What have we learned? So that we can start to, to kind of build a little bit more of a, a repository of what's been working out there. I just had a great conversation with uh, the CMO lead from MIA, Middle East um, and Africa teams. And, and he was sharing some of the, the work that they're doing with their strategic accounts uh, around account-based engagement and had some incredible ideas that we hadn't even thought about. So we, we are looking actively to, to start to develop that dialogue internally, and then we'll continue to kind of publish externally some of the things that we've learned and the insights that we've um, gathered along the way. Brilliant. That cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. I think ideas can come from anywhere. How do you harness them? to scale up your program. Fantastic. And Carrie, have you been doing anything specifically with your team in terms of preparing them to tackle some of the challenges um, in their interactions with account teams? Yeah. I mean, when we started the fiscal year, um, so we're now in a brand new fiscal year, but when we started our fiscal year uh, last year, one of the things that we did is we called it a boot camp, but it was really getting our team together and organized um, and making sure that every one of the marketers um, had a very thoughtful strategy around planning and that we were being consistent in terms of how we were going about planning, how we were each going around about preparing for those sales conversations so that it was consistent and um, the output was consistent. So we did templatize 
this is the output that we expect that you get after you have these conversations with your account teams. This is the the type of connected customer journey that we want you to be building based on the individuals within the account that you need to go after. So we gave them some specific parameters around what the output should be so that we had had consistency across all of the accounts. That was kind of important. Um, And we continue to do that. So we meet as a collective team um, on a biweekly basis, and we do talk through, you know, some of the the nuts and bolts of things that you have to cover in a team conversation. But then we open it up, and and we are very deliberate about, hey, open mic, let's let's have that dialogue. What are you learning? What are you learning? And that's where really a lot of the magical sharing just amongst ourselves is happening. We also leverage Teams, our collaboration tool. We have an active Teams. Um, engagement. And that's where we also drive our internal conversations with each other. And you'll see posts in there that says, has anybody run into this? Or I'm looking for that. And and so it's really, really uh, a very collaborative community that we've built with with the, the marketing strategists. Fantastic. And Carrie, what would your advice be to other organizations that are, are struggling to get buy-in? You know, I think it, it depends on, you know, if they're just starting, find an account, even one, one or two, find an account with an account team that gets it. Find find at least one of the account teams that really understands what you're trying to achieve and commits to being a partner with you. Because what will happen is you'll build momentum in those accounts and then start to share those stories. We have a whole real stories of account-based engagement uh, SharePoint site where we publish story after story after story of little snippets of how and where we have found success in partnering with our sales teams. And that's contagious, right? Other sales teams are starting to see what people are doing and they're not doing it. And they come to us directly now and they're like, hey, how do I get my account in the account-based engagement program? I want to do that. Building that momentum over time. And Carrie, what are your biggest successes? What have you seen over the past 14 months that you'll continue to take into your new fiscal? I think, well, I I do think one of the biggest successes we've had is our partnership with you um, in particular, the thought process around the, you know, the materials that we build together and, and uh, the insights that we deliver back into the account teams again and again have driven such incredible impact that we'll be continuing to do that and build that out and look to how do we, how do we take the things that are done at a very, very specific account-based level and how do we, um, how do we make that available and scale to other accounts that might not actually have a, a dedicated marketer? So another thing that, that has been a huge need that we have been pretty successful in helping the teams with is really just jumpstarting relationship mapping, helping with, uh, we're calling it account intelligence, but really how do you, once you've identified the individuals that you really need to get after, how do you find the connections? Are they are there connections with our senior leaders team? Are there ex-Microsoft individuals that are now key influencers within the account or vice versa, board of directors, and what are the interconnections? Finding those interconnections and, and helping the account teams with reports of that it has also been um, incredibly powerful. And we'll continue down the path. But we're just getting started. We're, we're still cooking up some really fun new additional offerings that we can deliver to the account teams for this year. Fantastic. I can't wait to see that shape up. Thanks so much for joining us today, Carrie, all the way from Bellevue, Seattle. 
It's been my pleasure uh, speaking with you today. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Today we're giving away a copy of Hit Refresh, a memoir by Microsoft's CEO, Satya Nadella. To enter, join the conversation using the hashtag ABM podcast, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ABM, the account-based marketing consultancy, transforming how sales and marketing teams grow their biggest customers. You can learn more at MomentumABM.com.